Thanks for joining us today at Springwell Church, where we want to draw spiritually thirsty people to Jesus by loving God, loving each other, and loving the world. We hope that today's message builds you up, gives you a little insight, and helps you find a brand new perspective. You can find us in Taylor, South Carolina, and online at springwell.org. That's springwell.org. Now let's jump into the message. Good morning. There are some of you who have, um, you have been here uh, before, um, and you are sitting there going, when you see me walk on stage, you're going, ah, now it makes sense. Like, they're because you're like, hey, he brought props. Yes, that's typically what happens when the student pastor gets on stage. I bring props. That's what happens. And so um, it is great to have you here. Thank you for those of you who are joining us for the first time. For those of you who are joining us online, thank you um, for being here today. We hope you had a great Christmas. And um, I know there are probably a lot of us right now who are thinking that we're at kind of the, the end of the year. It's time for 2020 to kind of end. Uh, I get that. I understand that completely. Um, and I'm kind of, there are times where I, I definitely are sitting there thinking the exact same thing that you are. Um, but today, I want us to talk maybe even a little bit about how 2020 has showed us, maybe for some of us, that we have some comfort zones in our lives. Some times where when something happens, something changed during the course of the year, where we sit there and go, well, now I've had to move into, I had a really interesting conversation this week with somebody who said, I hope that the new normal isn't a continuous new normal. Because I think that we didn't realize how comfortable we had become in the normal. And sometimes we have to remember that we have to step outside of our comfort zone sometimes. The places of safety, the place of security, the places that are literally comfortable. So I just thought to actually demonstrate that a little bit, I would just get comfortable today, okay? So just hang out. Like, if anyone has ever spent any time in my office, this is one of the guest chairs that are in there. And there comes a point when you're like, I don't want to get out of that chair. Because it really is that comfortable. I'm, I'm not kidding. But there are times, there are different things in life that get really comfortable for us. We don't expect it to happen. And we're okay with some of it. There are things that we get comfortable with that we even realize. For some of us, we go to any restaurant. And without even thinking about it, we order the exact same thing. Every time we go to that restaurant, my wife, Michelle, I just, it, like she knows, we've had this conversation. I actually told her recently, if you give me a restaurant name, I can tell you the five things that she would order from that restaurant. As a matter of fact, I think I could get it every time. And she said Cracker Barrel, and I got the top two. I'm just saying, because it's the same thing every time. And we get comfortable. We don't realize that that happens. For some of us, we go to Chick-fil-A, and it's just the number one with sweet tea. Like, that's just, it kind of rolls off our, off our tongue. We don't even realize that it's happening, but it happens. But we get really comfortable in that place. And then there are other times where we get comfortable. It may not be in a seat like that, but there's other places. Like, 
for some of us, um, we've gotten used to, to sleeping on a certain side of the bed, right? We just, okay, so everyone who is in here who has someone else they're sharing a bed with, you're sitting there going, yes, I know this. Look, when I'm in a bed by myself, like if I'm out of town or for some reason um, uh, my wife and I are, are not in the same place, I still sleep on the left side of the bed. If I move to the right or even in the middle, it's just not right. Like I get used to that. If I were to switch sides for some reason and sleep on the, if for some reason I had to share a bed with someone else, saying if we were going like a, a, like a, a staff retreat or something else and I were on the right side of the bed, I would smack somebody in the face because I know that on the left side, I reach over and find my glasses at my nightstand. But if I were on the right side of bed, smack, somebody's getting hit, that's going to happen. There are comfort zones that we don't realize are actually there and we move to, to different times. For some of us, we have a specific order at Starbucks every time we go. We don't realize it until somebody walks up and tells you your order, even though they've never ordered that drink before. We have a staff member that at one point I'd heard it enough that I remembered the order at that point in time. Vinny Americano, three, plinths, uh, three Splenda, half and a half, no classic. Right, David? Right? Okay, there we go. He's my boss. I'm gonna make sure I get that right, okay? That's gonna happen. Like, I, I've never ordered it that way, but I heard it enough that maybe he may, I hadn't realized that it was that comfortable, even for me, but for him, it just kind of, Again, that, well, that doesn't really roll off your tongue when you say that, but it just kind of happens that way. We have different things. For some of us, the idea of moving from one place to another, even if we have a really comfortable chair or comfortable sofa or whatever, we don't want to do that. For some of us, me, I will raise my hand. If I go to watch a, let's say, a, a football game and my team is playing, I have a spot that I sit every time. Because if I move out of that spot, they're going to lose. And if they start losing, I will move to a secondary spot that I will use every time because for some reason I wasn't sitting there right. For some of us, we have the same shirt that we have to wear in order for the team to win. You realize that doesn't have anything to do with it, okay? Like, it, like again, I am admitting that I have a problem with this as well. Comfort zones are aptly named because they are places where we feel comfortable or items around which we feel comfortable or people around which we feel comfortable. We, those are our comfort zones. The truth is, is that we all have them whether or not we understand this or not. Sometimes we struggle to step out of our comfort zone. What if I get a different drink from Starbucks and it's not as good as the one that I typically get or if I change it a little bit and that it doesn't taste, taste, taste right, it tastes bad. Um, what if I don't get a good night's sleep because I, I don't sleep on the right side of the bed? What if I order something from the restaurant and it's, this is the response, but I know what's already good. Like, okay, yes, I understand that. But what if there was something that was better? But we don't do that because we're afraid of what if it doesn't taste as good? And it changes our perception of things. What if 
I sit in a, in a wrong spot or someone else took my seat and the team starts to lose. What if? I want you to think about this today. What if is the keeper of comfort? The number of times that we will say, but what if? Instead of moving from a place of comfort, stepping outside of our comfort zone, when we just say, but what if? It keeps us right where we're at. Think about it. How many times have you ever felt like you needed to do something or or maybe physically move from one place to another or change a mindset, step outside of your comfort zone, step out of the norm? And you end up saying, but what if I get hurt? But what if I'm I'm by myself? What if I get sick? What if I like the new place, place or the new thing better than where I've been? We don't think about it that way sometimes. And honestly, like I said earlier, it would be easy to say that 2020 has forced us outside of our comfort zone. For me, just having to stay inside, having to isolate, needing to quarantine, like that was forcing me outside of my comfort zone because I'm used to being around people, not being by myself. But here's what I actually discovered that I struggled with, comfort zones, when it comes to that during 2020. It's easier for me to stay stay where I was comfortable or safe than to move where God wanted me to be. I thought that the comfort zone for many times was what I would usually do, what I would usually say, where I would usually go, what I would usually do. And what I discovered is during 2020, moving outside of my comfort zone actually became the more comfortable place. And I got worried. But if I do, what if I do this now? What if I make this decision now? What if I make this change now? What if I do these things? What if, what if, what if? It kept me where I was at. There are some of us today that when I say that, you're sitting there going, this doesn't make sense. Maybe you haven't discovered this, but I know for me, if there's anyone like me, maybe you've realized that you've gotten stuck in a comfort zone. For something that could have been meant to keep you healthy, keep you safe. But now you realize that you're somewhere that you know you need to move from. But what do you do? Because I could be right here and be completely comfortable. But what if I were to move over here and I wouldn't be as comfortable? What if But maybe this is the place that we need to be because maybe God has something better in store than the place that we're already at. We just have to be okay stepping outside of our comfort zone. I found a great example of being willing to step outside of this comfort zone, this place of safety and security um, in the book of Genesis, all the way back at the beginning of the Bible. And there we encounter a man named Noah and his family. And God says, hey, God has 
found and realized, or not realized, in Genesis 6, he sees a world that's gone wrong from his plan. God observed wickedness, and according to Genesis 6, 9, says, but Noah was a righteous man. He was the only blameless person living on earth at that time, and he walked in close fellowship with God. So in the midst of all of this wickedness and no one turning to God, Noah was doing this. So God sets into motion a plan to destroy all living creatures and wipe them out along the earth, among the earth. In Genesis 6, God instructs Noah to build a large boat, an ark. He gives him specific instructions for the size, height, what to use to build it, how to build the inside, the animals to put on it, the number of animals to put on it. And this ark would protect Noah's family and allow humanity to start over. But here's what's interesting when you skip over to uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse 13. The flood comes, the flood takes place, the rain falls, and I think for a lot of us, we think sometimes that if, if we ever heard the story before that it rains, how many, does anybody know? 40 days, 40 nights, right? Like that's the whole thing. There's something in these verses that we're about to discover that sometimes we don't think about. So verse 13 in Genesis chapter 8, I want to get to the point where they're on the, the ark, the flood has taken place, And in verse 13, it says, now Noah was 601 years old. Y'all, there are times in my life at 42 years old that I think, how in the world am I ever going to be able to do this? At 601, Noah had to do something that was completely different. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the the face of the earth. Noah lifted back the cover in the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and and at last, the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife, your sons, their wives, release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. When they got on the boat, Noah was 600 years old. Yes, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. But the waters covered the earth for 12 and a half months. So Noah had done life 600 years worth of time the way he had done it. And then all of a sudden over a 12 and a half month span at the age of 601, God says, the place that you've become comfortable, the place that I told you to go to and to build so that you could have safety and security, that you could be a part of this plan of of." of redemption for mankind and I want to use your family to do that now I want you to step away from the thing that's literally kept your family safe for over a year and I want you to step outside the comfort zone truth is age and experience have a tendency to lead to a place of comfort we have routines a lot of times 
that we become comfortable with. What time we get up, the first thing that we do in the morning, when we start getting ready, when we leave to go to work, all of these things. So with this age, with life having changed so drastically, even though God provided a place of safety and security, he said, hey, it's time to move. It's time to come out of the boat. Noah was being directed to leave a place that had become a part of his life. And I think this is why we have a, a, a struggle with moving from our comfort zone because it could have been a really good place. It could have been a place that God set up for you so that you could experience it. But when you get there and then God says, it's time to move. But what if it's still raining? What if it hasn't dried up? What if there's water that I don't know about? What if Remember those words are keeper of comfort. Noah had experienced so much more than comfort in the, the time that he spent on the ark with his family. He'd experienced God's might and his grace and his salvation, not to mention God's plan and direction. The ark became this family's life, a place of safety and provision. I would call that a comfort zone. Noah knew that he could trust God to take the next step when God said it's time to come off the boat. But how did he know that he could do that? It was because God demonstrated the same planning and concern that he demonstrated as Noah was working on the ark from the beginning through the flood and the drying of the earth. So today, if you find yourself in a place of comfort, comfort in the midst of destruction, which is what was happening right there, comfort in the midst of questions and anxiety, I want to encourage you to imitate Noah from these verses. Noah, imitate Noah and his family. When God says that it's time to step out of a place of comfort, then trust that he's at work on the other side of the door. Because one of the things that we didn't read is that when God said it was time to get on the boat, he sent all of the animals so they could come on. He told Noah and his family when to get on the boat. And then scripture actually tells us that God actually closed the door behind them. But then 12 and a half months later, God says, it's time to step out of your comfort zone. If God says step off the boat, then trust that he has something better waiting on the other side of the door. If you feel like you've, got, you, you've gotten stuck in a rut or if you're in a place that you sit there and go, but this is a really good thing and God did a lot of good things or my life became so much better in the midst of this thing, in the midst of a crazy year when a global pandemic hit, it became so much easier and so much safer for me to stay in this place to keep me healthy, to keep my, my family well, to deal with this. But God, you're saying it's time to move? and go do something else. If God says move, he's got something better planned on the other side of the door. 
God didn't just want them out of the ark. He wanted them to be a part of his plan to continue the redemption of mankind. So in verse 18, we see that it says, so Noah, his wife, and his sons, and their wives left the boat. Again, over a year they had spent on this boat. But God said, it's time to go. And they didn't linger. They did exactly what he said to do because they had trusted God in everything else that he had done that had gotten them to that place. So they knew that they needed to trust him and have faith in him, that he had something better for them when they came off of the boat. So Noah and his wife and sons and their wives left the boat and all of the large and small animals and the birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. We're coming back to that one in a second. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race. Even though everything they think or imagine is bent toward evil from childhood, I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. But I want you to notice something. Who was the first person who walked off the boat in verse 18? Who stepped off the boat? Noah. And then after that, his wife and his sons and their wives left the boat. And then all of the animals When Noah stepped out of his comfort zone, his family followed. Others followed. I've watched as how family and friends and coworkers, etc., how their lives have been changed by one individual who operated in faith and trust and stepped out of a place of comfort and into the next step that God had planned for their lives. Being willing to leave a comfort zone. We, we never know how one step of faith may actually impact everybody else who's around us. You see, maybe the reason that God wants us to move from the place of comfort that we're in and move into another place is because he wants to do something bigger. That he wants to do even more than what he had already done. And he wants to use you to be a part of it. He wants to use me to be a part of it. As a family, my wife, Michelle, and and our daughter, Hannah, and I, we experienced this firsthand almost four years ago. In the fall of 2016, I was at a church that I've been serving a part of for over nine years and and moved into a newer role at the same time. And then God started stirring and doing something and and we knew where we were heading and what we were doing. And I kind of gotten comfortable where we were at and, and everything seemed to be going great. And then all of a sudden, God said, it's time to get off the boat that you're on. Leave the place of safety and security and comfort Get out of, out of where you're at. 
and I want to move you somewhere else. Now, at that point in time, I was like, so where's the other thing? Where's the other place, God? And at that point, I, I kind of, I didn't really hear this, but this is how I felt, at least what I felt like I heard at times, where uh, that's for me to know and you to find out. And I am a, a kind of person who, even though I don't necessarily like structure, I need it in my life. And there was a part of me who was like, well, this is kind of exciting. And then reality set in. It's like, no, you need structure. You need, a, you need a job. You need a house. Like, you need it. And I was like, okay, God, like, anytime you want to tell me, that would be awesome. But he just said, move out of your comfort zone. The one I put you in. But now it's time to go do something else. So... In November of 2016, I just quit my job. Like, I, I went to the leadership at the church that I was serving. I was like, um, so here's the thing. Um, God said it's time to go, and um, I need to do that. And they're like, where are you going? Have no idea. Don't know where I'm supposed to go. Well, have you talked to, to anybody else? Have you found another job? Nope. Don't feel like God told me to start looking for anything else. I think they kind of looked at me a little bit and they were like, what happened to Brian and, and who are you? Like that was the, the moment. And I was just like, guys, I'm just, I'm telling you, this is, this is what he's telling me to do. Like my whole family agrees with this. This is what we're supposed to do where it's time to step off the boat because God, and out of our comfort zone, because God said, it's time to move. But what I didn't realize is that when he said to move, that he didn't want me to start looking anything until after the new year started two and a half months later. So there were like two half months of me wondering what was going to happen. My family wondering. And then when he said, okay, it's time to start looking. I was like, okay, let's just do whatever I have to. Let's start sending some stuff to churches and finding out resumes and see, figure out what God's doing. I sent nine resumes, our churches to nine, or resumes to nine different churches in seven different states. Literally from South Carolina all the way to Washington State. And no one replied. There was a moment I was like, God, did I hear you right? You said move. You didn't just tell me, my whole family. I took the step. Everybody's following along. Like, what it, and he was just like, that's for me to know and you to find out. And I'm like, okay, God, come on. Like I'm stepping out of this comfort zone. I, and I, I kept going back even at that time and putting myself in this place. Like, how do I do this? What do I do? Maybe I messed this up. And then kind of out of nowhere, I sent something to Springwell. What was funny is that my wife had told me for weeks, she was like, we know about this. We keep going back to seeing that, that Springwell is, is, is trying to fill a staff position. Like, it's time for you to go and do that. 
but I got so wrapped up in the comfort, comfort of being uncomfortable that I was like, I, 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 don't, I don't know. But my willingness to be uncomfortable and step out of a comfort zone led me here. And God knew exactly what he wanted me to experience when I left that comfort zone and I stepped for what he had waiting for me on the other side of the door. I've said it before and I'll say it as many times as I get an opportunity to. God knew that our family needed Springwell Church. Even though we didn't know it. He knew that we needed community and connection through some of the most difficult times that we have experienced in our lives. But they hadn't happened yet. But I had to be willing to move the same way that Noah and his family, when they made that decision, everything else moved as well. When the whole family moved, then all of the animals moved, then it gave them a point in a place where they could actually build an altar to God and sacrifice and worship God because of what they had done. Their step impacted the steps of others. The same way that here, my step impacted my family's steps and then in turn, their steps are continuing to impact me now. You see, if you stay inside your comfort zone, you may hinder others from moving to a new place of life. To a place that God has something bigger and better than we could ever imagine. No one his family led the way and animals followed. Even the ones that have been set aside to be offered as sacrifices. But those sacrifices were a part of God's plan. These were animals that they had probably become accustomed to. They spent a year and a half around, or 12 and a half months around these animals. I'm pretty sure they had probably gotten to the place where they were like, hey, look, there's Pinky the pig over there. Like, that's the thing. But maybe it was time to sacrifice the pig. Or you said, hey, there's, there's Fluffy, the sheep. I love that sheep. Now we need to sacrifice him. Because if they, had, if they were like our family, you know, you name every animal you come in contact with and you love those animals. Like that's what happens. But they had to trust in the same plan and the same purpose that God had for them on one side of the door in taking care of them that he was gonna do something with that on the other side of the door. Taking a full step out of your comfort zone is taking a step into a place where we trust in God or trust God in what he's doing in and through us. When I read these verses and I've read through them a couple times, three, four times this year, there've been a lot of times this year where I just wanted to stay in a safe, comfortable place. Um, some of my most impactful moments in 2020 have come when I realized that God is ready for me to move in a new direction. In the midst of watching 
middle school students and families with middle schoolers struggle with watching those students go through isolation and anxiety and having conversations like that because at that phase of life, those students and those families are trying to figure out who am I? What do I like? Who do I want to be? Who do I want to be like? And then that time being taken away for they can be in around students their age at school and the conversations that have happened in the midst of, uh, of knowing that that kind of isolation and those kind of things are going on and seeing this happen first time, firsthand, God started saying, okay, so maybe we're doing some really good things at Springwell. Maybe we're doing some really good things in, in family ministry at Springwell and it, it's gotten comfortable. We've served families, we've seen families grow, we've seen uh, students start to serve, we've seen those kind of things and we've got some, some great places that and we've done some great things, that's awesome. But it's time to walk off the boat. In the midst of all that, it's like, okay, well, God, what do you, you wanna do? And there were some moments where it was like, I felt like I heard, it's for me to know and you to find out. In the midst of a crazy pandemic filled year, God said, if you really wanna serve and you really wanna help families win and you really wanna help meet the needs that they are going through at that time, then here's what we need to do. You need to take what you guys are doing and where I've led you and step out of that comfort zone and move somewhere else. Because when you move there, you'll be able to better serve those families that are struggling with those same things. And as a result, even though I'd, I'd become comfortable in those places, but then I watched and have seen families who haven't been and we said, okay, so here's what we need to do. Because we value celebrating these phases that families go through and that kids and students go through, if we value that and we want to help them move from place to place and understand that, then here's what we need to do. We need to, to make some changes in our environments. So we need to do those things. So it's time to take this fifth and sixth grade environment where we actually are combining elementary students and middle school students that really doesn't have a whole lot of intentionality behind why we're doing it. Let's make it more intentional. We can help prepare those fifth graders to become middle schoolers and move from the places that they're comfortable and go somewhere else. Let's help them take steps and help them understand the purpose behind serving people. And then encourage those sixth graders to take the steps the same way that we're encouraging their parents and, and their adults in their lives to take steps and do things. That was outside of my comfort zone. But I said, okay, God, if you said it's time to walk, step off the boat, it's time to step off the boat. The same way that David mentioned earlier that we're opening a special needs room again in the middle of a year, school year. 
in order to meet the needs that families have and to love and to serve our community the best of our ability. We did the same thing in our, our crossing environment where it was next week becomes fifth grade only so that we can prepare them for middle school. But then beyond that, it's like, what do we do with the sixth graders? We help them understand and serve our community and to serve God and to do that on Sunday morning. But beyond that, then we also, God kept saying, hey, there's more to it. And I was like, anytime you wanna stop, God, we okay. And he said, no, because if you're gonna do that, then you need to be more intentional with what's happening with those middle schoolers, sixth, seventh and eighth graders. And you need to be more intentional with those ninth, 10th and 11th and 12th graders in high school. But it's really hard to do that when you have them all together teaching them the same way every night. And at that point, I was like, God, I'm completely okay with that because it is hard to do that sometimes. And he said, okay, so let's really step outside of our comfort zone. Instead of having two things going on at the same time on Sunday night, or instead of having one thing going on, let's have two. And instead of having them all together, let's meet those needs that those middle schoolers have. They're trying to figure out what's going on and we can teach them that way. And then we can have the high schoolers where we mobilize them to live out their faith in the journey where they're, that they're walking through. And so in the middle of the year, God said, here's what we're gonna do. Let's create two environments on Sunday night. Instead of Springwell students and everybody's together, we have Springwell students and we have large group teaching for just middle schoolers. And then we have just large group teaching for high school students. Because it's about helping families win and loving those families and meeting them right where they're at. That special needs room that, that we're opening is the same thing. It's, it's in the moment, it was like, God, there's a lot happening here this year. And he was like, Trust me, if I put you where you were, I'm gonna lead you to something better on the other side of the door. Just be willing to step off the boat and out of your comfort zone. This is just for me, what I've experienced. And beyond that, just personally, a lot of this came from a point in time earlier in the year where God said, Brian, I'm gonna move you way out of your comfort zone and I'm literally not going to allow you to talk for several weeks, not on stage, not because we had to shut down. Literally, there was some stuff that, went, that I dealt with at the beginning of the year where I literally couldn't talk. And you want to talk about moving out of your comfort zone for a person who really likes to talk. And God said, you're going to move from this place of comfort and you're going to step outside of your comfort zone. But even then, it became comfortable not talking, honestly. What I experienced through all of that, and there's so much more to that whole story and everybody's like, finish it, finish it, finish it. That's for me to know and y'all to find out. Um, there'll be a time. Just don't think that this is, whenever we're willing to move out of our comfort zone, I want you to remember, don't expect God to leave you where you're at if you're comfortable. 
Max Licato in his book, Just Like Jesus, he makes this statement, God loves you just the way that you are, but he refuses to leave you that way. You're like, hang on, wait a minute. But I thought God, God loves me. God just loves me. He does, but he refuses to leave you that way because he wants you to become more like Jesus. And he wants you to exercise faith and trust in the moment because the truth is, is that God is a God of next steps, faith and action. And God demonstrated that truth in Noah's life and his family's life. And he wants to demonstrate, thing, demonstrate the same thing in yours and mine. So my question for you today is who needs to move? Who's in a place where you're comfortable, but you're gonna trust that, what, that God's saying it's time to go over here and he's got something better for you over there. I wanna ask everybody to close their eyes. I wanna pray. Is there anyone in here today? I just want to ask this. I want to pray for you. In just a moment, is there anyone who would say, you know what? I've gotten comfortable in some areas of life, even in the good things, the things that God provided, but I believe that God's wanting me to move somewhere else. And it's time for me to move out of my comfort zone and just trust that God's got something better on the other side of the door. Is there anybody who would say that? Wow. Thank you for your honesty. I want to pray for you in just a second. Who knows that your comfort is impacting someone else's life and that you need to move in order to do that? Who is in a place of comfort and know that God wants to use you to do something? but you know you have to move out of your place of comfort. Maybe today you stepped outside of your comfort zone and just came to church today. Never expecting to hear something like this. Could it be that God's saying, maybe it's time for you to trust your life to me. and trust that I will lead and guide you where you need to go and that I will have better on the other side of the door. Just trust me and take the step. And if that's you, you can just say something right now in the stillness of the room, just you and God. You can just say something like this. God, it's become comfortable for me to do things on my own, live life the way I want to live life, make decisions the way I want to make decisions. But today I realize that you have better waiting for me on the other side of the door. And I believe that you're, you're telling me now it's time to move out of my comfort zone of me doing things my way. And it's time to move into a place where you are in charge of my life. So today I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin, to forgive me of my sin because of what 
your son Jesus did for me on the cross, how he died and he rose again so that I can experience this fullness of life. And while it may not be comfortable right now, I believe that I'm moving in a place that you want me to move to. So save me, change me and make me something new. And God, I pray for everyone in the room who knows that they're in a place of comfort, but they're not sure how to take the step. I pray that we can help them take that step. But God, that you will use this this story and this example of Noah and his family of how they moved out of their comforts on a place that was literally saving their lives so that they can move into a place where they could experience your fullness of your grace and your mercy and your salvation and your redemption. God, do that in lives today. And I include me in that group. Comfort zones are named that because they're places that we feel safe. And God, I pray that pray that we'll become even more comfortable and safe following you in the same way. In Jesus' name we pray.